Welcome to The Good Budget Way, where we share real-life stories of everyday people from all walks of life who spend, save, and give to what's truly important in life. In Season 2, we're doing a deep dive into one person's journey, with debt. I'm your host, Chien. Thank you all for sharing what you saw when you looked in the mirror of your own money choices. We loved hearing the ahas that you all got from seeing your spending by envelope report. And as always, thanks for subscribing to the podcast and leaving your reviews. This is the fourth episode of seven in season two of The Good Budget Way. Last time we heard from Carissa as she shared about her wake up call. She got a notice that she had a student loan she didn't even know about, and it was about to become delinquent. Even though she thought she was paying all of her bills and her debt payments on time, this one fell through the cracks. And that's when she realized just how impractical and unstable her plan to be in debt forever really was. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back and give it a listen. This time, we'll hear Carissa talk about how she figured out her plan to pay off her debt. She'll get down into the details of how she decided which debts to pay off first and how she made changes in her budget to free up money for those debt payments. And at the end, she'll talk about what it really felt like to make her first debt payment. And in our reflection, we'll all get to think about what we might want to make space for in our own budgets. Hey, Carissa. Hey, Jen. Thanks for coming back. We are totally enjoying hearing your story and your journey with debt. So at this point, where we left off so far is that You'd gotten this letter that was like a big wake-up call for you, and you realized that you didn't want to stay in debt forever. You didn't want to have this feeling of instability, of insecurity, that kind of feeling of being shaken that you were describing last time. So how did you feel about the idea of actually tackling your debt? Because you had quite a bit. Yeah, right. It felt so overwhelming, Mm -hmm. and I think because I never really thought about it before Mm -hmm. and... So I, I, in my in my head, I realized I had just kind of amassed all of this debt and I was going to spend my whole life paying it off. But then thinking about, OK, I'm going to try to tackle this huge number faster than that. It, mm-hmm. it was just really overwhelming. I didn't actually really think I could do it. Mm. Huh. The sense of overwhelm got you to a place of like, I don't know if this is even possible. Huh. So how did you get past that feeling of this doesn't even feel possible? Well, I think it helped to actually start looking at plans because I hadn't mm. even a concept of how do you even start tackling debt. Like mm-hmm. it, it was never something I thought about. I didn't really mm-hmm. know what to even do. Uh-huh. Um, so I think the actual planning part was what helped. Creating a plan. What kind of plan possibilities did you look at? Um, so I, I, like I said, I really didn't know of different debt plans. Mm-hmm. So I really, I literally just went onto Google and I was like, best plans for paying off debt Uh (laughs) in my ignorance of like even how to do it Uh um, Google was my friend Um, so yeah I kept um, reading all the different articles that were popping up and I kept seeing this one um, recurring article that was talking about debt snowball Uh Um, and that it it sounded like something I could do that was fairly straightforward um, and and something that I could kind of reconfigure my budget to actually do well Uh uh-huh so where were you when you were Googling? Were you like on the sidewalk at a bus stop or? Oh, yeah, I was in my kitchen, which is where I do 
most of my budgeting, like standing at my kitchen uh, counter uh-huh. with my little laptop. <laughs> I, I do a lot of budgeting in my kitchen too, yeah, actually. It's a great it's a great place for thinking. I yeah. Think. <laughs> I know a lot of people pay their bills like at the kitchen table. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So you are kind of like masterminding your financial life at your kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not, not masterminding. Right now, you're just kind of exploring like what plans are out there. Yeah. Um, you are searching on the web and you got you ran across this idea called Debt Snowball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is that idea? So Debt Snowball is it, it's so, sort of a plan, I would say, that's designed to help you tackle debt fast by creating momentum. So you kind of start with figuring out how much money you can put towards debt, mm-hmm. and then you tackle your smallest debt first. When you say smallest debt, that's the one with the smallest balance lowest balance okay so in your particular case we said you had like about twenty five thousand dollars in school loans 14 or so in the car loan and one thousand ish on the store card mm-hmm. um so then you would in your case you would do the one thousand dollar store card first mm-hmm. okay Exactly. And then once you pay off that smallest debt, then obviously then you're able to pay a little bit more on your next debt. So you kind of like work your way up towards paying um, off the the biggest balances later on. Okay. And then how do you decide how much, according to this plan, how do you decide how much to pay on each one? Well, you want to figure out, like I said, how much you can pay in total per month. Towards all of your debts. Yeah, towards all of them. Okay. And then you have to so, you still want to continue paying the minimums on everything. Uh-huh. But whatever you have left after paying the minimums, that's uh-huh. what you want to put towards the smallest debt. Okay. Does so, that make sense? I think so. So uh-huh. what I do is, or in your particular case, if you're going to follow the snowball plan, you write down all your debts um, and you put them in order of the smallest ban- balance to the biggest balance. So in your case, you put the store card, 1000 Um Car loan, 14000 Student loans, 25000 And then that's the list of debts, and that's the order in which you're going to tackle them from smallest to biggest, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the side, you figured out how many dollars can I set aside each month for all of my debt payments, uh, which I guess, is that called the debt snowball? Yep. Okay, so my total, that's my debt snowball. And then for each of the debts, I pay the minimums. Mm-hmm. But then for the smallest one... I put like I throw everything else at it exactly out of the snowball exactly okay All right. right and that's why it kind of builds that momentum because you're able to with the smallest balance you're mm-hmm. able to you know put a significant maybe a significant amount of money towards it so you can mm-hmm. pay it off the fastest mm-hmm. and then you like work your way up to paying the biggest balance I see oh and then the snowball gets bigger exactly right? your snowball is getting bigger your snowball gets bigger because then you're not paying the minimums on the lowest balance one anymore right like in your case the store card and that gets rolled into then what you can throw at the next exactly yeah. got it okay um i didn't grow up in a place with snow so like i kind <laughs> of get the metaphor but I'm, I'm also working on the like okay the snowball gets bigger and then you get to throw it i get it <laughs> okay so what did you think about this particular plan possibility for you um I I liked it because it it did kind of give you that momentum. So I I felt like it was something that would help me pay off debt fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, like I said, it was something that I could, right, because I use good budget. It was something that I thought I could easily uh, configure my good budget budget to, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're talking about momentum. I think you're talking about, like, emotional momentum. Is that right? Or, mm-hmm. like, the sense of, like, a quick win, Exactly. Right? So pretty soon into the plan, you would actually get to cross off the smallest um, 
the smallest debt, the yeah. store card. Exactly. Then you get the sense of like, oh, I'm doing something. It's working. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to like, I think there's another plan that I kept seeing that was debt avalanche. Okay, what's where that? Where you tackle the debt with the highest interest rate. Uh-huh. And I think you technically end up saving money if you go that route. But uh-huh. then if you're paying your biggest loan first or uh-huh. your biggest debt first, you could be paying on that one for a while. Mm. And then you might lose that sense of, oh, I'm paying things fast, right? Because you're working on one thing for a long time. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, right, the debt avalanche recommends um, starting with the lowest interest rate first and mathematically- the highest interest rate first. Sorry, the highest interest rate first. And mathematically, that tends to be better, right? Mm -hmm. You don't pay, you pay less over the whole course of the plan. But if you get into this weird mindset of like, I'm doing all this work, but it doesn't seem like the needle's moving, then that could end up working against you. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of is, that's more like a choice that you were making about knowing yourself and knowing for you that the feeling of quick wins was really going to help push you forward. Whereas exactly. other people might have chosen like a dead avalanche exactly. if they feel like the math really motivates them. Like, yeah, I want to do it the most efficient way possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can see how that makes sense. It's super helpful to get this rundown from you of these two different payoff plan options. And for our listeners, if you're considering paying off debt, you can learn more about how this plan works at goodbudget.com snowball. And we'll also put a link in the show notes. Um, so then you were talking about like you could actually imagine how to make this work in your budget, in your good budget. Um, so how did you make the plan work for you? Yeah, so I first had to figure out I, I literally opened up Good Budget and I was looking at my income versus spending and mm-hmm. I was figuring out what I, how much I could actually put aside towards debt every month. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, it was just creating... Um, Wait, stop there. How did you figure out how much you could put towards your debt each month? Yeah, it was um, figuring out how much I make per month, how much I'm bringing in, and mm-hmm. then how much I'm spending. Um, and so that difference mm-hmm. was my, my snowball, basically. What had you been doing with that difference before? Um, if there was any, then I would be putting it in savings or I might be spending it. I think it kind of just depends on. Oh, I see. So it's not like you necessarily. Well, sometimes maybe you were putting it in savings, but it's mm-hmm. not like you were doing that every month. Yeah. Um, sometimes you were spending it. But now this time when you were looking at it, you were saying, oh, OK, I don't necessarily have to spend that. I could put that towards debt instead. Exactly. Okay. And that also did mean that I was looking at my how much I'm spending on things and figuring out how I can spend a little less. Mm, so, okay. right, like if I – I probably reduced my grocery budget, mm. um, probably re- reduced uh, like fun spending, mm-hmm. things like that I knew I could cut back on to make my snowball bigger. I was doing that as well. I see. So for you, was it like super austerity measure – kind of cutbacks or how did you think about it? I don't know what austerity means. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Did it feel like, okay, now I can't find another word. (laughs) For you, were the cutbacks like really severe? Like you felt like, oh, I'm not going to ever eat anything or like have any fun? Or how did you think about how much to pull back? Um, I definitely, I wasn't trying to go crazy. I wanted it to be practical. Mm. Um, I do remember thinking, okay, I'm going to try to be practical, but a little bit severe and see if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that I could always change my budget later mm-hmm. um, if things weren't really working out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to be practical and severe all at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I, I wanted to push myself a little bit because I was getting kind of excited about like really tackling this debt. Mm-hmm. So 
I think one of the things that's interesting, you're talking about this idea of like, I want to try something, see if it works out, and then I'll tweak it. Um, this notion of experimentation, kind of like playing with things in your budget, something we talk about. Um, and it goes back to this idea that we were talking about last episode that pairs say goodbye to guilt and adapt along the way. So you try something out, you don't, it might work, it might not work. Um, if it doesn't work, you don't have to feel guilty about it. And then you can kind of make some tweaks and adapt along the way. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, okay, so you figured out how much money you could set aside to put towards your debt. You pulled back on some of your other envelopes, um, groceries, fun. Um, and then what'd you do? So then I actually created a debt snowball envelope. Okay. So then I would, you know, the budget amount for that was equal to my snowball that I had figured out I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. So everything you've done so far is like planning, right? You created an envelope for your debt snowball in good budget and you had uh, made some tweaks to the other envelopes, but you hadn't actually like done anything in real life with real money yet, right? Right. Okay. So at this point, how are you feeling? You've got the plan in place, but you hadn't done anything yet. Right. Yeah, so here comes the part where I'm preparing myself to, like, make my first payment. So Mm. in that debt snowball article that I was reading, it was talking about, um, you know, still trying to be prepared. So Mm. it it recommends setting aside $1,000 in in an emergency fund Mm -hmm. in case you need it throughout your your debt snowball payoff plan. Because Mm -hmm. while you're doing debt snowball, you're, you know, you're not really supposed to be putting extra money in savings. You're supposed to be putting everything towards debt. but when I saw that it recommended $1,000, I was kind of, like, surprised and kind of scared. Mm. Um, what that was meaning was that everything more than $1,000 that I had in my account, I was going to be putting towards that snowball. And then I thought, oh, but $1,000 is, like, not really that much in the area where I live. Mm. $1,000 doesn't cover too many expenses. And so for me, that was kind of scary. So this feeling of feeling scared or a little bit of fear, what were you afraid of? Um, I think I was afraid of something happening, right? Like if I decided to, you know, use the rest of my emergency fund that was more than a thousand mm-hmm. and put that towards debt, then I only have a thousand dollars in emergency savings. Mm-hmm. And if something were to happen, I was questioning whether or not I would actually be prepared mm-hmm. for that thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes sense because last time you were talking about how one of the things that you value is stability. Um, and I could definitely see how putting a good chunk of what you had set aside as an emergency fund toward debt payment, um, toward your debt snowball, would have then started to feel a little bit like, oh, this does not feel so stable. Yeah, it's like the opposite uh, of stable. It's the opposite of the thing you value, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, and you were saying that $1,000 might not necessarily cover so much. So how did you think about... Um, where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think for me at that point, I, I knew a thousand wasn't really practical for the area that I lived in. Um, if I thought about like rent and how much I needed to spend on groceries and mm-hmm. gas and things like that, a thousand was just not going to cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually decided to do a $3,000 emergency fund. And what did um, that mean for you? That meant for me that if I were some... I think in my head, the thing I was comparing it to was if I were to lose my job, mm-hmm. a th- or $3,000 would be about a month's worth of like rent and kind of expenses that I would need to pay mm. um, 
so I would be able to have that set aside. Mm -hmm. So for you, you kind of took the idea that was talked about in this article about a thousand dollars as basically like a backup emergency fund if something really goes south. Um, and instead of taking the number at face value, you thought more about the what does the idea mean, right? And for you, the idea was like, okay, if I needed to pay one month's worth of like must-have expenses, rent, food, like basics, then that's what the three thousand was for you. Is mm-hmm. that right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's helpful tip for our listeners because not everyone's situation is the same, right? Like depending on where we live, depending on. Um, if you're single or you're married or you have kids or whatever, different kinds of circumstances, um, what that kind of backup plan requires um, is going to be a different number of dollars. So it's helpful to have a way to think about, like, how do I pick a number of dollars mm-hmm. as opposed to just reading something online and, like, assuming that that, pers- that advice is, like, specifically for me and that will work great in my situation. Um, so I love how you were thinking critically about that and, and choosing a number based on what would make sense for you. Um, okay, so you decided to draw the line at three thousand. Um, w- did that feel like great, or did you still have a little bit of like fear, or you know that sense of being scared that you were talking about? Um, I I was still scared. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is a crazy place, and anything can happen. <laughs> I mean, you can try your best to be prepared, um, but you may not be. Mm-hmm. But I had to like tell myself that that was enough because I think the thing is at least what I had experienced at that point is Mm -hmm. like nothing ever felt like enough like Mm -hmm. in my head I was just gonna keep stashing um um, you know money aside for forever Mm -hmm. right like and I think that if you don't have a clear-cut answer to why you're saving then you'll never be you'll never feel like you have enough Mm -hmm. um so that for me was drawing the line there yeah no, I like that. I love that you're using the word enough because that's mm-hmm. one of the big ideas that we talk about in the good budget way, decide what's enough. Um, and because it is true, like if we are saving money and we're not totally clear about why we're saving money, it can feel like, well, but then I need to save more and then I need to save more. And there's there's really no end to that, um, If especially if it's about this feeling of stability, right? Because at what number of dollars are you going to feel like, okay, yeah, this is stable, um, because it's true, anything could happen. Right. Not like to be like a um, doomsday predictor or anything, but we just don't we don't know the future, right? Um, so for you to actually decide, okay, one month's worth of expenses, that's enough um, for me to then move forward with this other plan that I care more about beyond that, um, I think that's really helpful. One of the things that I'm hearing just now is that you – had a good chunk of debt that was outstanding and you also had a good chunk of savings right so it's there's a funny disconnect there right that you had money in your savings account and you had all this debt but you hadn't made the connection earlier of like oh i could actually use some of those savings to pay off this debt so what was the disconnect there for you i think it all kind of goes back to that lie i was telling myself Mm. so many things but I, I think in my head I thought that, right, like staying in debt but having a savings account kind of made sense and just paying the minimums on everything kind of made sense because I was putting more aside um, in my savings account. Um, and again, sometimes I wasn't. But I think it just – it's kind of like that that warped thing that I was thinking. That right? felt more stable to you. Yeah, exactly. It's uh-huh. not like I could – 
and not to say that paying the minimums and everything is bad. I mean, sometimes it's all you can do and that's fine. Uh But for me, that wasn't true. And it was Mm. all because of a lie I was believing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, Right. <laughs> I never made that connection of like, yeah, I, I can I can do more. And so I I should uh-huh. or or I want to. Right. But it's I mean, at this moment, you were then actually at making that, moment, that connection yeah. uh-huh. that you could do more and that the choice to put some of the savings toward the debt would actually create more of the sense of stability going forward. Yes, exactly. Um, OK, so you got everything set up in good budget. Um, you decided how much you were not going to use, how much you were going to use. Um, you're ready to make the payment. Was it easy to make the payment? No. <laughs> Wait, why not? You're like, had done all this thinking, you were geared up, you're excited. What was hard about it? It was the biggest amount of money that was ever going to be leaving my hands at any like <laughs> one point in time. Uh-huh. And that is super scary. And then mm. I feel like the thought of pressing the submit button, it was just... It's so overwhelming. Mm. Um, so, okay, so where were you when you were like trying to make yourself click the button? Well, I definitely was in my kitchen, <laughs> um, standing there, like getting everything ready to go. And I remember being so nervous to press the submit button that I had to like call my roommate in, Ariana. And I was like, just like talk me through this or just be my moral <laughs> support. Uh-huh. I remember literally just like telling her like, this is my plan. This is what I'm doing. And here's why I'm doing it. And I, I needed her to affirm me that like, this is smart. And what, is, what did she say? <laughs> she was like yeah this this makes sense you should do that uh-huh. <laughs> she's all about paying off debt so um so yeah I, I think with her encouragement I was I was able to press submit <laughs> I love that like you're literally in your kitchen got everything set up in good budget you checked all your bank accounts and whatnot um and like the screen's up the button's there but you can't press it and you ask your roommate in and like kind of run through everything with her and she's like totally like at your side your cheerleaders saying like yeah this is a great choice carissa do it i'm i'm with you um that's an awesome picture um one of the things we talk about at good budget is this notion of talk with people you trust right there's all this taboo around money and maybe even a stronger taboo around debt um and you and ariana got to actually share that moment together um, and i can imagine that it deepened your relationship um, to for you to be vulnerable in that kind of way and trust her and for her to say like yeah I'm with you um, I'm behind you on this that I'm sure that must have felt great yeah it did so standing in your kitchen with your roommate by your side what payment did you actually make so um, I actually had enough in my savings and then left over for my previous paycheck that I was able to pay off the delinquent loan. Um, not that I had much of a choice. I pretty much had to pay it. <laughs> right. If you didn't pay it, then bad stuff would happen. Exactly. They had given you a deadline. Exactly. Okay. So I, I paid that and then I was also able to pay off my gap card. Oh, wow. And and that was the lowest balance. Yes, that actually had the lowest balance. Okay. Yes. Which is the start of your debt snowball plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. How did it feel then after you did actually click that button with Ariana by your side? It did feel like a weight was lifted, mm. to be honest. It 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 was scary up until I pressed the button. And then after that, it was like, oh, OK, this journey is starting. Like this mm. is actually happening. I'm, I'm committing. And it felt it felt really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did that kind of good feeling inspire you with? I think it made me feel like I was doing something good for myself, mm. right? Like I was, you know, throughout the process of, you know, getting into debt and being in debt for a while to, you know, getting that letter to like creating the plan and actually starting it. It, it felt, yeah, I felt like I was bettering my future self. And I think one thing I always kind of thought about was like, I want to like f- 
flourish financially. And mm-hmm. that was the start of that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you're bringing it back to like doing something good for yourself and for your future self. Because a couple episodes ago, we were talking about um, the disconnect between choices you were making at that present moment versus your far future, which felt so far away. Um, and in, in this particular part of the story, you're um, more aware of your future self, right? And and what kind of choices you're making that will help your future self, which is great. So thank you so much for sharing this particular part of your story. I loved the moment where you're like, oh, I don't know if I can press the button. Um, and then you actually did it and felt that feeling of relief and excitement. So Thank you. Thanks for having me. So many great nuggets in this conversation. I love how detailed Carissa got in sharing with us how she made a plan to pay off her debt. For her, she created an envelope for her debt payment, and that really helped her prioritize it. For those of us with debt and those without, it's really a good reminder that when it comes to spending, saving, and giving to what's truly important in life— The rubber really hits the road when we get down and dirty with the details of our budgets. And that brings us to today's question for us. Is there something you want to make space for in your budget? Something that you want to prioritize? For myself, I've been wondering about making space for gardening. We already have fun envelopes in our budget, and fun envelopes are totally necessary for keeping a budget since none of us are robots and we're made to have fun. But I have been wondering about breaking out a separate envelope for gardening since I've been finding a lot of joy in it trying to plant and start seedlings, and learning how to tend the soil to grow veggies that my family and I would enjoy. To do that in good budget, I'd go to edit envelopes and then add another envelope. And I'd need to make some adjustments to other envelopes so that they would be smaller and then there would be more money to put in this gardening envelope. All right, now it's your turn. Tell us what you want to make space for in your budget. And what happened when you went to edit your envelopes so you can prioritize it? Leave your comments at goodbudget.com podcast. All of us go through ups and downs in our financial lives. And in the next episode, Carissa will share about the low points in her journey to pay off her debt. She'll talk about some unwelcome surprises that threw her off track and her difficult decision to take a break from the plan. Thanks for listening to The Good Budget Way. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe for new episodes every Monday and leave a review to help other folks find it too. And if you're inspired to budget with a why, get started on your budget and make your own spending plan at goodbudget.com. Or look for the Good Budget app on Google Play or the App Store. Happy budgeting!